Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter. Where today on the podcast, going to preview, do a little previewing of Broncos and Packers, how the Denver Broncos can collect a win in Lambeau this weekend. We're going to give one key on offense, one key on defense, and going to discuss this Garrett Bulls situation as one Bronco, current Bronco, a little bit more vocal than others. We're going to get into that as well, too, in Emmanuel Sanders' comments on Garrett Bulls and how Well, Bulls, he's just got to get his stuff together. That's coming up on the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Joined today by Zach Seegers. You can follow him on Twitter and, of course, his work at MileHighSports.com. Contributor to MileHighSports.com and our Broncos coverage. Zach, where can they follow you on Twitter? On Twitter, they can find me at Zach Seegers. That's Zach with the C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Very good. And, of course, our Broncos Blitz Podcast is presented by our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. PFF, they offer the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition. Use their data-driven projections and matchup tools to find the breakout players. That's, of course, sitting on the waiver wire, who you should be investing in, maybe who you should be spending your free agent dollars on. Follow Jeff Ratcliffe's expert rankings all season long and don't waste another season guessing which players to fade, which ones to pick up, who may or may not work for your team. Use PFF analytics to optimize every trade offer and DFS lineup as well, too. You can sign up at PFF.com and use the promo code PFF25. Save 25% off your order, and if you're a high-stakes player like me, join the PFF Elite to access Greenline. Greenline game picks for NFL and college games shows you which have the highest confidence to beat the spread money line and over under. Join PFF today and prepare to win at PFF.com and use the promo code PFF25. Save 25% off for a limited time. All right, let's get immediately to this Garoppolo situation because this is the plaguing problem for the Denver Broncos on offense is their uh, poor offensive line play from their left tackle. Critical position for the Broncos. Five holding calls. Uh, you know, one of them was called on Ron Leary that uh, quite frankly was on Bulls. And if you really dissect the tape, you can actually find more of them. This is obviously in his head. He said post game, he knows he has this reputation and he vows to be better. Here's what Emmanuel Sanders had to say, and this is in the locker room this week, Emmanuel Sanders talking about Garrett Bulls, the struggles of Bulls, and how he's got to get his stuff together, and he's going to try to help. You know, at the end of the day, we're all a band of brothers, and, you know, obviously, um, you know, and I'm keep trying to talk to Bulls and see if, you know, we can, you know, get him right and, and understanding what he's doing wrong because, obviously, um, to say that, Oh, he'll be all right. It's not okay. Um, he, he obviously um, needs to understand, you know, that he is doing something wrong because they keep, you know, throwing the flags on him and he keeps holding. So, you know, hopefully, you know, um, you know, I'm gonna talk to him and, you know, hopefully we keep breaking down the film and um, just see him make that jump and get that that off his back because, um, you know, it's been it's been happening for like two or three years. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've I've talked to him. Um, I've talked to him, and you know, everybody's trying to talk to him. So we'll see. So again, that's Emmanuel Sanders on Garrett Bulls. Uh, when you hear those comments, 
Zach, immediately I'm thinking to myself, first of all, Emmanuel Sanders, that's a high-profile player on this team. This is a team captain. This is also somebody who's a little bit more vocal and plays on offense. When you hear those words, those comments, what do you think? I think it's great. I think someone has to keep Bulls accountable. Um, I think benching him would be in the discussion if the Broncos had a tackle that was even close to starting caliber. They just have no depth there. If Jawan James was healthy right now, and we're still unclear as to what that knee injury is, if Jawan James was healthy right now, I think you bench Bulls and put Wilkinson in at left tackle or move James to left tackle and put Wilkinson in at right. Sure. But right now you just don't have that freedom to bench him. So I think it has to be... um, you have someone have to take accountability, you know, like, and it, what bothered me was bulls kind of passing the buck in that post game interview. Yeah. He said he had to improve, but he also was like, Oh, I have this reputation. And it felt like, I, you know what I didn't like is I didn't like how he made himself out to be a victim. Exactly. Well, he, he made himself out to be a victim that the, the officiating was watching me and, yes. you know, I disagree with some of the, no dude, you, your problem is you hold uh, it's technique. It goes back to arms, footwork, everything. And that's the issue right now. Now I do think that to an extent, it's a little unfair that officiating is watching him with like eagle eyes. It's like they are dead focused on him because then they're treating him differently than any other offensive lineman. The problem is, is you got yourself into this. Like he, there, he's earned that. nobody to blame, but yourself for this issue. And so and it's because of poor offensive line play. So to get out of it, you have to have good offensive line play to shake that monkey off your back. And obviously yeah. Emmanuel alluded to that. Absolutely. And he's earned that reputation. Like I think like, you know what? You're going to have rest watching you because you hold every freaking play. So they know that penalty is going to be there and it's easy to flag. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than if you were to uh, pick up a reputation as a fumbler and a defensive coordinator is going to his corners, his safeties, his linebackers and saying, hey, just a heads up. This guy kind of he's been notorious of fumbling. If you got an opportunity to punch that football and go peanut tillman on it, I would absolutely take it. That's yeah. it's, it's a, bringing a reputation to the table can also be very bad for you. And obviously we're seeing that in Garoppolo's. Absolutely. It's like uh, to use an NFL example. You don't think people are, you know, watching Vontez perfect a little closer if he starts to get into a, a scrum on the field sure. or, you know, let's say you're a store owner and, and someone comes in and keeps stealing stuff from your store. The next time they come in, you're going to have a more watchful eye on what yes. they're doing as a customer. So obviously uh, issues on the offensive line. And, and that's the thing is, you know, I think we as media are supposed to be like, we're supposed to have all the answers. You know, we're supposed to have the, oh, well, you know, Garibalds is going to work out here. So they're going to go ahead and just put this guy in, yada, yada, yada. You mentioned a little bit earlier, Juwan James, with him being hurt with the knee injury, they just have no other option. They don't have an opportunity to just flip him out because your Jake Rogers of the world, your, oh your backups are just not... You know, with all due respect to the backups, they just have no depth. I mean, they just have no depth. Their only bullet in the chamber was Elijah Wilkinson, and obviously that's being used on the right side. I don't know if maybe there's an opportunity for him to move over to the left side just because the left side is generally a little bit more important with it being Joe Flacco's blind side. But still, regardless, this is not a situation that has an easy remedy or something that is going to be quickly remedied in the near future. I think this is very much hang tight until Juwan James can come back type situation. Absolutely. Uh, and boy, with Juwan James's uh, reputation of getting you know unhealthy and hurt, 
That's another problem that you're dealing with if you're the Denver Broncos. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fare is just tremendous. Go on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. I do want to get into this Broncos keys to the game here because as we look forward to Green Bay, look, offensive line play is obviously going to be a big deal, but there are a couple things that really stand out to me in this Green Bay game as Denver has to travel to Lambeau Field to play the Cheeseheads and Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be an early start, 11 a.m. for you Mountain Time Zone friends. And, of course, uh, you know, the Broncos, look, trying to get off the 0-2, trying to pick up a win this year. And I think there's a real opportunity here to change the season. I know everybody thinks it's it's down in the dumps, it's Drury season's over, yada, yada, yada. I think there's a real opportunity to change this season as this uh, critical, critical game comes up for the Denver Broncos. I'll tell you how next. So again, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends at TAF 14 and our friends at Pro Football Focus. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter. Of course, joined by Zach Seegers. You can follow his work at milehighsports.com. What do you have coming up at milehighsports.com that you're writing about? Uh, I've got another what's on draft coming up. That's my new series looking at uh, draft prospects. Just, you know, so Broncos fans know what to expect, you know, once draft season comes well, around. I tell you what, yeah. a, a loss here and they may start looking at that absolutely. draft prospect stuff because it's not looking great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I'm coming at you with this week with some defensive prospects to keep an eye on this college football season. Your AJS Epinesa's on the defensive line, you know, some safeties, corners, uh, linebackers. There's going to be some needs on that uh, defense this draft. Very good. So check that out at milehighsports.com. So let's get to that defense because that's going to be one of the big keys for me on this Broncos team. Let's actually do this. Let's give one key on defense and one key on offense. I'll start on the defensive side for the Denver Broncos. And look, it's not stopping Aaron Rodgers. It's containing him. It's making sure that Aaron Rodgers doesn't go 31 for 38, 426 yards and four touchdowns. How about that stat line? We don't want that because we obviously have seen that this is a talented quarterback that is capable of that. If you can hold Aaron Rodgers to something to the realm of, look, uh, 65% completion, 200, 250 yards, and maybe a touchdown or two, but you can force a turnover, then all of a sudden, I think that's a game that you can win if you're Denver because I think you could score enough offense to at least run with them. So we'll get to the offensive side here in a second, but it's just so much as containing Aaron Rodgers, and that's pressure up front. That's pressure on the interior, and not even so much from Bradley Chubb or from Von Miller, that's pressure from Shelby Harris. That's Derek Wolf. That's Adam Gotsis. And it doesn't have to be the sack. Okay. It doesn't, doesn't have to be the big sack number that everybody looks at. It's the quarterback hits. If you listen to this podcast, you know, I am harping on this, this stat big time here, two quarterback hits through two games, two quarterback hits through eight quarters. Quite frankly, if you're Denver's defense, you should have two quarterback hits in one drive. Nonetheless, eight quarters is just It's a baffling number to me. Denver has to get after the quarterback here to win today. What do you think, Zach? Absolutely. The the pass rush hasn't been coming through, and it has to get better. I think it. they were getting some pressure on Trubisky again. Nowhere near enough quarterback hits and sacks. You have to rattle the quarterback more than that. But the pressure, especially Bradley Chubb, looked better against the Bears. I think what it is is you have this whole new scheme coming in with Fangio, with 
you know, even dating back to when Wade Phillips was running the defense, Von Miller's just been told, rush the passer. Sure. By rarely having to drop back in coverage or have run responsibilities or whatnot. And I think you have Chubb and Miller who are used to just, you know, setting their moves up and, and getting in that pass rushing rhythm every single play. And right now they're trying to learn how to refine that and uh, keep doing it um, and uh, in that new scheme. And I think that's what's taking them. A what, what is your big key for this Broncos defense uh, to beat the Packers? For me, it's I think you have to uh, lock down um, Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jimmy Graham has not been the same guy he was in New Orleans. He wasn't great in Seattle. He hasn't been great in Green Bay. But he is still a, a solid athlete, even in his uh, older age. And the Broncos have made, they made, last week they made Adam Shaheen, and I can't even remember the other guy's name. Adam Shaheen looked like a pro bowl. A bunch of no they made, sure. They made Darren Waller look like an all-pro. They can't cover tight ends, and Jimmy Graham's probably better than either of, either of those guys. Maybe Darren Waller's better than him at this point in their careers, but Jimmy Graham's still a dude. And with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, I think it could get ugly for the Broncos uh, quick on defense if they can't stop him. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our friends over there at Tap 14 and our friends at Pro Football Focus. All right, the one key for the Broncos offense when it comes to winning this game. Uh, look, I think a lot of it is controlling the clock. It's the very typical slow the game down because you don't want to get overwhelmed by Aaron Rodgers in a rhythm where it's like, okay, he drives the field on a six-play, two-minute drive, you you go three and out, punt the football away, and then here comes Aaron all of a sudden again, and it's like, oh boy, we're down 14 points real, real quickly. Uh, this is a Denver team, I think, that needs to control the clock, and it starts up front, and we were talking about the offensive line. Need to see them absolutely win in the trenches. This is so, so critical for Denver to win this game is control the trenches so you can control the clock. So then all of a sudden, even if your drives are ending in three points, and look, uh, three points ain't going to beat Aaron Rodgers, okay? And you're going to hear that a lot. You're going to see that a lot tweeted out on Twitter during the game. But if you can just control the clock, slow the game down, and score some points every single drive, and milk everything out of every drive, I want no three and outs. This is a team that has to stay on the field on offense to give their defense the opportunity to A, rest, but B, be able to handle Aaron Rodgers when inevitably at some point he starts to turn it on. We've seen that even against the Bears uh, on that Thursday night when Aaron started to, to struggle early and then he kind of turned it on in the second half and then all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, here comes the old Green Bay Packers. This is a Denver defense that is not going to be able to handle two, three straight drives of a hot Aaron Rodgers. So their offense has got to help them out, and they got to play um, a, a brand of football that slows things down. Molasses, think slow, chill, relax, get a first down, and then go slow again and run the football. That's what they're going to have to play to beat the Packers because otherwise, I just don't see it happening. I absolutely, I think that's dead on, and I think. Uh... Uh, to that point, my key would be on Rich Gangarello, the consistency with the running game. I mean, this Broncos team is going to win running the football. And Scangarello gave uh, Joe Flacco 50 attempts last week, which is insane. It's just too much. It's too much. Way too much. You're not going to win games at, at, with this Broncos team having that much of a pass-heavy offense. You've got to go with your strength. Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay round and pound, and that's how you're going to beat the Packers. Like you said, 
controlling the ball. And also the Packers defense is really good. And that's the strength of that defense is that young cornerbacking group with uh, Josh Jackson, Kevin King, and uh, the best one that I'm forgetting right now, Jair Alexander. Don't go into the teeth of that defense, especially with this young receiving core that's already down Tim Patrick. Uh, don't, don't go at the teeth of it. Also, Joe Flacco's not as good of a road quarterback as he is at home. I go through the strength, like you said, shorten the game, limit those possessions, and uh, then when you're on defense, hit Rodgers. Yeah, that's going to be the key. And, of course, it's going to be a game that Denver has got to get. Uh, 0-2, they've already got long odds at making the postseason. A lot of people don't even think we should be talking about the postseason, but you know that's kind of the great. That's the benchmark, right? It's it's to improve and be a better team. And if you're a better team from, you know, 5-11, and 6-10, that's 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, and 10-6, and six, and that's the next step, and that's going to be somebody who's in a wild card matchup, so that's why I bring that up. Certainly going to be interesting to watch. Look, if Denver, this is a critical game for the Broncos, I think, because if if you were to steal a game, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it validates everything we did in weeks one and two when it comes to we could have won those games. They're painful losses, should have won the Chicago game, and quite frankly, I think without many of the miscues, they beat the Oakland Raiders. Now all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, okay, well we got Jacksonville at home. Jacksonville's got Gardner Minshew. Let's be honest. There's, I get it. You know everybody wants to talk about Minshew because he's he's got a cool mustache and he walks around with a jock strap in the locker room. The guy can't play. Okay, this is, this is a Jacksonville team that should not beat the Broncos. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, maybe you're two and two after week four, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, maybe we're we're pulling ourselves back out of this hole, and we can kind of rally. You lose to the Packers, you're 0-3, you're down in the dumps, you're just a bad team, and then all of a sudden maybe then you get upset by Jacksonville because everybody's mindset is lost, and now you're talking about a season that is just spiraling out of control. So I think there is a lot on the line for the Denver Broncos looking and forward for this season uh, if in this game against Green Bay. And even if you beat the Jaguars that week. Let's say you lose to Green Bay, then you beat the Jaguars. You're one and three with matchups against the Titans and Chargers coming. Yeah. Those aren't easy games. You could very quickly be one and five with, you know, season gone and now it's looking as Fangio one and done and his Elway out the door. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a, a long, long season with a potential loss to Green Bay. So certainly something obviously we will keep up with on the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's all presented by our friends over there at Tef 14 and Pro Football Focus. You can find archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. And, of course, on the radio show as well, too, where we're always chatting about the Broncos, uh, be sure to find that. 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That, of course, on Mile High Sports Radio, which is FM 1047, AM 1340, locally here in Denver, and on the website, streaming live, the Ronnie K Show at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com again, 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, Mountain Standard Time. Zach, uh, where can they find you on Twitter for more info on the Broncos and your writing at milehighsports.com as we get out of here? It's at Zach underscore Seegers, Zach with a C-H, and then Seegers is S-E-G-A-R-S. Very good. Of course, you can find my work at MyLifeSports.com and on Twitter as well, too, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, Again, if you missed any podcast, a daily podcast here with Mile High Sports, you can check out all those at MyLifeSports.com where we got all kinds of great reading on the Denver Broncos, and you can find all that great work at MyLifeSports and the 
all new My Life Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android as well, too. So we'll see if the Broncos can uh, beat the Packers. Uh, Zach, final predictions as this is the last time we'll chat before the uh, game. Uh, I think the Packers win this one. The Broncos might make it close, make it competitive, I think. But Aaron Rodgers, Joe Flacco is what it's going to come down to uh, in Lambeau. And Joe Flacco's bad on the road. I think Packers win 2013 or something. But I have two predictions. I'm going to cheat. I have two predictions. Either Denver is going to win close or Green Bay is going to absolutely blow them out. You think it, one or the other? If it's close, Denver wins. But if you think there's a good chance if the it's Packers close, just blow Denver the wins. Out. But there's a very good chance that Aaron Rodgers just absolutely just blows them out. But it should be remembered that Aaron Rodgers against the Broncos, good stat line overall, but in the most recent game, very forgettable. If you were the Green Bay quarterback, so uh, that's it for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, thank you to our friends over there at Tap 14 and Pro Football Focus. You can find more archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's Mile High Sports. See y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.